Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. The annual Consumers Electronics Show starts in Vegas tomorrow. And the uh, bathroom brand Kohler is pushing a new bidet that connects to Alexa or Google Home to offer voice-activated butt washing. Oh, voice-activated. Yes, wash my arse. Once Alexa is done washing your butt, you can also ask her to turn on the drying feature to dry it off for you. (laughs) That's the height of laziness, I guess. Can't even wipe our own arse. Um, both features are offered in the Kohler Pure Wash E930 model, which retails for the low price of just uh, $2,149. Okay. That's, That's something you use every day. Yeah. A good investment. Hopefully you use it every day. <laughs> if not, you got to get some... <laughs> you got issues. you got to get the Metamucil, Metamucil in you. Uh, so for two grand, you, you don't even get the full toilet, just the bidet seat itself. Oh, it's not a totally new feature. Kohler uh, already offers it in uh, their smart toilet that came out a few years back. But it's supposed to be more affordable for the common man. Their full toilet option with all the bells and whistles costs over eleven grand with installation. Oh, my goodness. And also has surround sound speakers. <laughs> that literally is the throne. Yeah. <laughs> they say you're not supposed to sit on the toilet too long. It gives you hemorrhoids. <laughs> I'm never leaving that bathroom. <laughs> Although I like the surround sound idea. So wow. I think when you're making a lot of noise. Yeah. <laughs> as long as it's not that sound coming through, it's surround sound. I'd be cranking up the 1812 overture. <laughs> Especially with the cannons going off. Sad to hear of the passing of David Soul. He was Hutch Starsky, lost his hutch. Oh, the blonde one? The blonde guy. Okay. Yeah. He uh, passed away. He was, of course... Uh, Part of that 70s buddy cop show that got turned into a movie with Owen Wilson and Ben Stiller. And I think both uh, Paul Michael Glazier, who played Starsky, and uh, David Soul, who played Hutch, had uh, cameos Yes, in that uh, in that film. A couple of things about Starsky and Hutch that I o- always loved. It was one of my favorite shows in that 1976 Ford Gran Torino that Starsky mm. drove was a beauty. The striped tomato, as they called it. And originally, uh, the producers of the show wanted a green Camaro for whatever reason. They approached Chevy. Chevy said they couldn't supply him with one. So then they went and got the Ford Gran Torino. Really? Many would say the Ford Gran Torino did the best acting. <laughs> but I love that car. And Starsky had this cool kind of wool sweater he always wore all right. the time. And he'd do that slide across the hood of his car. Tried that a few times when I was 10 or 11. <laughs> Didn't turn out well. <laughs> Took an ornament to him from a bad position. Yeah, that's right. So anyhow, yeah, and David Sewell had uh, he had some other things on on the go in his career, but mostly known for uh, for that. And he had a number one hit song in 1976 called "Don't Give Up on Us," a real really? tear jerker. Yeah. And then somebody else died. At first, I wasn't going to mention this person because really, you wouldn't really recognize her from much. She didn't do a ton. But she was Lacey Underall in Caddyshack. Oh. The young, cute blonde who Chevy Chase. Didn't they pour all the olive oil or uh, suntan lotion or something yep. on it? What's her name in real life? Cindy Morgan. Okay. That was her real name. And I only bring it up because I remember going down to Cleveland to visit a buddy of mine uh, for a couple of summers in a row. And this was when HBO was only available in the States, hadn't come to Canada yet. And I think they only had, like... 
uh, Caddyshack. So it just seemed to be on repeat constantly. <laughs> and this was, you know, this was unedited television. We had, I had never seen this before. Right. So I saw a lot of Cindy Morgan. <laughs> I was a fan. <laughs> Spent the rest of your days looking for scrambled stuff. Yes. Ah, uh, yes. Innocent times. Anyhow, uh, yeah. David Soule and Cindy Morgan. Of uh, past, uh, the Golden Globes went down, and Joe Coy was the host. Now, he even admitted a couple of times uh, that he had only signed on like 10 days prior. Right. And so uh, had scrambled to write, and uh, a lot of his stuff fell flat. Uh, he actually Kendrick. threw writers under the bus, yeah. too, after yeah. all that went on with Hollywood and writers in the past year. He even said a couple, I wrote some, other people wrote others. Yeah. Chelsea Handler was the happiest person in that room because she dumped his arse a year ago. Oh, really? They had been dating for a couple of years, yeah. Wow. Anyhow, he didn't do great, um, and the networks didn't do great. Boy, it's all streaming now. Like Succession from HBO, The Bear, um, big winners from television, uh, Beef from Netflix. But the, ne the networks aren't putting out anything really new, are they? No, they're showing 60 years of General Hospital. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, I watched. And I was some upset because Luke and Laura, 30 million people viewed that wedding. Yeah. It was. The, it is to this day the biggest, outside of who shot JR, is like the biggest moment in a soap. Really? Ne neither of them were on this damn thing. So I went and I Googled both of them. They're both alive and upright and living in California. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't get them for the no. reunion? No. They showed just the one little clip. Maybe they're on Netflix doing something. Maybe. Who knows? And this was odd. Ricky Gervais, Armageddon, best performance in stand-up comedy on television. That thing just got released Christmas Day. Oh, right. Yeah. Quick turnaround. And I guess him and Chappelle are once again in heat because they're taking a lot of uh, a lot of anger from people over their uh, perceived stand-up and right. uh, well. insults to trans and to children and to... All, what, uh, <laughs> I mean, they both... They both went after handicapped people, or he called them handicapped people, and disabled people, and that was Chappelle. Right. Yeah. yeah and listen, they, they, comedy is a particular brand. Yeah. And if it is not your brand, then you're not going to enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and some people, and as we often do, we see it a lot now, especially on social media, they're out looking to be offended by things. Mm hmm But... Nevertheless, I who was really upset. There was a couple of them. Uh, Taylor Swift wasn't all that happy with Joe Coy's jokes like, last night. Right, he directed a, a couple of her way, and um, I, I, I have to think the Barbie crew is upset just from the fact that they lost in that musical uh, comedy category, which they seem to be a shoe in for, mm -hmm. uh, but lost to this movie Poor Things, which most people have never heard of. It's maybe the first time that I'm actually not upset that I uh, that I missed an award show because really? I, I love them. I mean, I totally blanked that it was on. I forgot. I have to look up the in memoriam. That's our. <laughs> That's right. Well, we know Joe Coy's career died there last night. <laughs> what do you think the world will look like a hundred years from now? Now, someone made some predictions way back in 1924, so a hundred years ago, and there's some that uh, were uh, pretty spot on. Uh, most weren't. For example, it was believed 100 years ago, 1924, that come 2024, no one would have teeth. Wow. Yes. A, okay. A columnist thought our eating habits would drastically change our looks. Will we have any teeth at all was the question. Will there be any color on our face except paint?
Will the men have any height to speak of, or will they just all be girth? Well, mm. they got the girth right. The girth isn't necessarily wrong, and thanks to dental mm-hmm. uh, and, and dental benefits, more people have teeth. Uh, it was believed 100 years ago a professor predicted that horses would go extinct. Oh. Uh, he believed they would be an endangered species because of the automobile. Well, and he's not, in, not extinct, of course. But uh, but certainly not in the same uses that they no. had back in that day. Now they're just uh, very expensive items for well-to-dos to have their kids part board them. It is funny how we still use horsepower as a measure right. of power. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, the average person now has no idea no. the hell the power of a horse would be. That's very true. Uh, this person thought that uh, if you were to find any horses in 2024, they'd be in zoos. That they'd just basically be extinct almost. Okay. Well, they're they're pretty much at petting zoos and the odd uh, horseback riding camp. Yeah. In a book called Wireless Possibilities, dating back 100 years ago, 1924, a guy predicted, he predicted the Internet, and then he said we'd do most things remotely and it would be great if you hate cities. What a help to man who could uh, work from home. Who's that guy? I don't know. Ostradamus? Yeah. He nailed it. Spot on. He went on to say, why could, he, no, why could people not conduct their business from their house in comfort? Right. Well, and they were only, he was only talking about the telephone at that point. Probably. 75 would seem young. A British politician predicted life expectancy would be at least 100 years, and we'd still feel fairly young at 75, and I, that's not far off. Uh, movie mogul D.W. Griffith predicted moving pictures would help end all wars because they were a universal language that could help us all understand each other. He said by 2024, movies would have played a huge part in el- eliminating from the face of civilized world all armed conflict. Mm, not so much. Missed that one a bit. Women would be in charge and men would be raising the kids. A reporter said women will occupy all the highest positions and men will just do physical labor, stay at home, wait on babies, and mind the pets. Mm. I'd take that gig. <laughs> <laughs> You're not far off that gig. Outside of the physical labor. Yes. I took down all my Christmas lights outside yesterday, thankfully. The oh, wise men. Well, the wise men didn't show up again. Right. I'm told, you know, the, the six or Did the... you take the lights right down? Oh, yeah. Right down and in a box and back into the uh, garage. Really? Yeah. And what about the tree? Tree's on the front lawn now. <laughs> it's the Christmas tree? It'll sit there for the next oh, no. few months or no, so? No, the garbage I've already... Uh, you uh, you reach out to the uh, the garbage people and you register your name. Right. And they say on the 7th they'll come. Oh, is that what it is? Is it this week is tree week? They'll, they'll come and get it this okay. week. Now they had to wait for the wise men to come by. Right. Well, I just couldn't remember if last week or this week was tree week for the for the real tree people. Yeah. No. I did see one blowing around our neighborhood on the weekend. And, and and nowadays, if three old men showed up at your front door, you'd think they were Jehovah's Witnesses anyhow. Right, you'd turn off the lights. Or they're trying to get you to switch cable providers, yeah. Probably. And I don't need no frankincense or myrrh. <laughs> take the gold. Keep it. <laughs> Keep it. And I'll take, I'd take the gold, but I wouldn't trust where it came yeah. from. And are they a little too old to be just walking around? Probably, but they're wise. They are. Well, not so wise that they're walking around. I guess. Oh, maybe that's how they got the exercise. Right. That's how they're that old. They've been walking so much. Um, 
Back in 1924, there it was believed there would be a limit to the number of kids you could have. Ooh. Which would probably be a good idea. Well, I yeah. agree. They tried that in China. Mm-hmm. Mm. Some shouldn't be allowed at all. Uh, cities would be totally rebuilt around cars. The 1920s were when cars really started taking off. And in 1924, a Swedish architect said, in the city of 100 years from now, I see three deck roads, uh, speedways through the heart of a town, and skyscrapers with entrances for automobiles as high as 15 stories. And he's not uh, not totally wrong. Jerry Seinfeld's got that in Manhattan. <laughs> well, we do have, we just dig down to put our parking yeah. garages underneath. We do have at least double-decker highways and mm-hmm. spots like the Gardner. Yep. Um, we build our cities based uh, around roads, um, although they don't do a great job of that. <laughs> they don't do a great job of anticipating how big they're building and, of course, build a single-lane road to it and then have to go back and widen. That's why we have construction all the time. Wasn't there talk of uh, the gardener being completely demolished and then put out over the lake between land and the island, like to go out over Lake Ontario and swoop oh, back in? Know, so many different ideas have been put forth there. Yeah. And finally, everyone would be flying to work. A real estate mogul said the airplane was still in its infancy, but eventually we'd all be using them. It'll be the everyday occurrence for the businessman to fly from home to office and back home again. They've been talking about that for a long time, the personal flying vehicles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the uh, high-speed rail, of course, which will never get done. That, that always has been something that we've... Uh discuss because you could literally live in you know any part of this province and uh and get to work and back home again without having to live in the city right but then of course you we're working from home so it doesn't matter where you are i guess <laughs> <It's> true <laughs> so uh yeah they got a couple right anyhow uh, many of them and not so right did you know that there's 170,000 words In the English language, that's according to Oxford Dictionary, but we only, the average English-speaking adult, only uses 20,000 to 35,000 of those words. Hmm. A lot of them, I guess, are probably in sciences and other things that we just wouldn't ever have the need to say. Not everyday words. But that seems incredibly low, doesn't it? 20,000 to 35,000 of 170,000 possible words. Hmm. And I think it's falling off even more because with the smartphone, the dumb phone, right. well, the smart make phone makes us dumb. I think we're going, to, we're getting it down to about fifteen words. Well, because we're also using you know, predictive typing, right. <laughs> which limits the amount of words we actually yeah. know or use. And we just show pictures now, right? It's true. We don't say eggplant. We just show it. True. And a peach. Anyhow, there are ways you can step up your vocabulary. It is said that if you watch movies, especially adaptations of your favorite books, so not just like The Rock and Kevin Hart films. Gotcha. Um, if you uh, read to your children or family members, nieces or nephews, when reading from a tablet, if you come across a word you don't know, there's usually a feature where you can highlight it and see a dictionary definition. I've used that many times. Mm. Um Become an expert on a topic you enjoy. You know, one of the things about this job, and I've done it many times, where you'll be in the middle of a conversation, we'll be saying something, and I'll use a word, and in my head I'll think, oh, that that, that was completely wrong, <laughs> that word. <laughs> and then uh, after we're done talking, I'll scramble, and I'll, you know, be like, what a moron I am, or, whew, I got away with that one. It did mean what I meant. Mm-hmm. You'll look it up.
Yeah, yeah, I have to. Join a book club. Read uh, magazine articles. See a trend with books happening here. Yeah, get back to the books. When was the last time you had a like a full hardcover book in your hand? Uh, I was given a couple of them over Christmas. At Christmas, yeah. Um, they uh, they remain untouched. <laughs> <laughs> they serve as a coaster, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I got one. Um, our buddy Santa Jay gave me this uh, book on uh, Faraday. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and uh, I've yet to crack it open. And I don't think I've cracked open a book uh, since, like, The Godfather. My son, my youngest, a few uh, Christmases ago, got me a hard copy original of Mario Puzo's The Godfather. And mm. I did. I read that whole thing and loved it. But most of my books are, are on my, my tablet. I, um... I remember, so on the flight back from Nashville, I think it was, there was a guy across from me who was reading, and I don't think it was anything crazy, like a Tom Clancy book mm. or something like that. Um, but it was a hardcover, and it might have been three to four inches thick. Wow. Like it, it looks like you're overcompensating <laughs> in the reading department. It needed its own carry on. It really, it was making a statement yeah. about I read books. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, it was that level. You know, yeah. what I mean, you can buy the soft cover version, which is like an inch thick. Yeah, get through it pretty quickly. This thing was just massive. I remember looking over, going, "That is that is strangely large to yeah. be to, to be reading in the first place, and two to be carrying that with you on vacation or on a plane somewhere." Both Maria and I have tablets, and so those will be like lying in bed on the weekend or whatever. And before we get up, she's kind of reading something on hers, and I'm reading something on mine. And I'll look over, and all her font is like normal small size. Mine is like one inch letters. <laughs> I'm turning a page for every word. It's that time for our pally Teddy Reader, Theodore Reader, uh, for Wild Fork and Whitby. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Lucky. Morning, Ted. How are you? I cannot complain. Cannot complain. No, I would you? Well, we're all going to be complaining, uh, I think, over the next couple of days because uh, rain and snow is supposed to arrive. But otherwise, we're all good and fine. We're upright. And that's it, man. Walking vertical. That's okay. all that we need. You know, uh, I was thinking about you over the holidays and just all the different type of cooking you do. And, and, uh, and I was thinking about you in restaurants because, you know, so often when we're thinking about dining out, we think of Italian or Greek or Asian. Uh, but one that doesn't show up or you don't think about all that often is Mexican cooking. And, look, we've all been to Mexico, I think, at one point. For many of us, it's the first vacation you ever kind of went away on. Right. You know, like an all-inclusive or something. And I thought there is a couple of Mexican places around Durham that are really good. But Mexican food, I don't think it gets the thumbs up it deserves because it's so flipping good. Mm -hmm. You know, from the tacos and the nachos and all the different things. And, Teddy, when you're cooking Mexican, do you have a favorite kind of go-to dish? Well, I was uh, I was just in Mexico. And, oh, uh, yeah, well, yeah, well, you know, my favorite Mexican dish is called tequila. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you drink it straight up or do you like it in a margarita? No, I, I I like it I, I like it in a margarita, but really I just take a bottle out of the freezer and uh, and have a shot. I like it straight, wow. no salt, no lime, just just pure straight up tequila. 
maybe chase it with a nice cold cerveza. Mm -hmm. And uh, my my son says, uh, he said to me, he says, what are we going to eat when we're in Mexico? Because that's all the boy thinks about. (laughs) And I said, said, well, I'm going to cook tacos every day. And he said, every day we're going to have tacos. I said, every day we're going to have tacos. <laughs> and I made a lot of tacos was while I was away because the ingredients are so fresh. And so uh, we had some fresh mahi-mahi. And so we did up some fish tacos, nice. steak tacos, uh, pork tenderloin, bacon tacos, uh, bacon and egg tacos for breakfast. Nice. Wow. And you can make some just, you know, with a, the variety of different chilies that you can get, whether they be fresh chilies like habaneros or poblanos or, or serranos and jalapenos, those those were the predominant fresh ones that I saw in the in the stores and in the marketplace. Or there was lots of different dried chilies that you can get from ancho to chipotle to pasilla, um, and those just bring out so much flavor. Uh, Mexican cuisine is more than just tacos and burritos and nachos. There are um, a plethora of different recipes that you can do, and I only, you know, I, I stick with the, the, the basics of what I want to do, and, and and that, you know, in and around the, the taco world, it's just making it fresh, mm. right? Right. Make the salsa, make the pico. Um, you know, you can buy guacamole that comes in a container and it's nice and, and easy. But if you can ever in Canada go to the grocery store and find a ripe avocado, making it with a ripe avocado is always the best way to make a guac. And um, lots of fresh lime juice and cilantro. And uh, really, that's it. Fresh ingredients. Keep it simple. And it will bring lots of flavor to your mouth. And Ted, while we are all quite familiar with salsa and guacamole because of our eating of the nachos and, and tacos and such, one of the real delicacies of Mexican cooking is the mole sauce. The mole sauce, yeah. Uh, we didn't go that route while we were down there. Uh, we actually went out for dinner one night. That like mole, if you do the chicken and, and you can have a green mole or you can have a red mole, kind of a dark brown mole, mm-hmm. and uh, made with chilies and seeds in there. And it's a great flavor. But it's a bit of work. You can also buy some in, in convenient in jars. You can buy mole sauce that's nice and ready for you to use and easy to use and a good quality product as well. But we went for some barbecue down there and, uh, they, they had done some, uh, pork ribs over the, uh, over the fire on the Asado Cross. And I'll tell you, they just fell off the bone and were loaded with flavor. Um, the, the food is just, it's dynamic. Um, Big flavors, big yeah. flavors yeah. coming, and and simply done. It doesn't have to be complicated. Now, and that's for those, the key. For those of us, and I, lucky mentioned mole sauce. I don't know that I've ever even had it. What is oh, it like? Really? A salsa or what is it? Uh, it's it's more like a, a, a it's a wet sauce, but okay. it, 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 a lot of them are done with like chocolate. I know they, uh, there's uh, different yeah. seasonings that go in there. Ted, I'll let you explain it better. A right? little bit of cocoa, sometimes some cinnamon goes mm. into that as well, and it's it's almost. If, I'm not gonna. I don't want to jump all the way over, but it, it's it can be used as a braising sauce. So okay. your chicken. Uh, would simmer in this mole sauce, and then it would just you'd shred the chicken, and it would be incredible. Wow! Put it on a taco shell. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's go ahead. 
Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Um, just a quick question back to the guacamole, because you did, of course, mention that you should make it fresh. And I, I have had it noticed uh, um, a completely different taste and flavoring to it. My son will whip up his own guac. And it's, it's very simple, right? It's just some olive oil, lemon juice, the avocado, and some salt, basically. That's it, and and lots of fresh uh, cilantro in there if you like that. Some people aren't a big fan of cilantro or coriander, mm. but I, I I do enjoy that flavor that comes through. Some people put a little bit of diced onions, some diced tomato, and uh, uh, some even add some garlic into it. So you can you can flavor that in in the way that you want. Um, you can also add some freshly diced uh, chili into it, like a jalapeno or a serrano chili, and get it to pop with that little bit of heat. Mm. Um, and it and it is. It's, it's the key is if you can get the avocados, and you know you go to the grocery store here. Most of the avocados you're going to get, and they come in a little green sachet and the sack, and you, they're hard as a rock, and you put them on your counter, and you wait, and you wait, and then, then you forget about them, and by the time they're they're ripe, they're overripe, and yeah. they're black on the inside. So what what I do is I look for for the loose avocados, and that are just starting to, they're still going to be hard. And you look for ones that you can just kind of squeeze a little bit, mm -hmm. put them in a paper bag, and put them on your counter. Two days, they should be easy and, and workable. Perfect. And don't overbuy them, right? Because then it's such just a waste. Buy what you need. You're going to make guac. You need three avocados. That'll serve everybody. Um, it doesn't last two days in the fridge. It's use it, make it, and use it, and that's it, and right? On. So. Yeah, that's right. It oxidizes quite quickly, so you need to put uh, some fresh lime juice on there. Um, finding a lemon in Mexico is an impossibility. <laughs> so it's limes, all right? Don't just go say, I need to have some lemon. It's not going to happen. Um, but you can, you know, fresh ingredients make it great. And, and there's, in, in the GTA, in, in all of Toronto, there are great places to go for um all kinds of different Mexican-style cuisine. And a buddy of mine, Dave, he has a place called Playa Cabana in downtown Toronto. And uh, he has a number of different uh, Mexican-style restaurants, but Playa Cabana was his first on DuPont. And uh, great flavors, mm. you know, as made. And, and and that's it. You want, you want great boosting flavors when you're going to eat something. That's it. You want it to pop in your mouth, and you go, wow, that was... That was great. And sometimes you go out for it, and sometimes you can make it at home and go, wow, that was really awesome. And then finally, are you a hard shell or soft shell guy when it comes to the tacos, Ted? Well, I, I prefer corn tortilla versus flour-based tortillas. Right. And uh, it, it, they they look at you weird in Mexico if you talk about hard shells because mm. they don't have those on the grocery There's no oh. El Paso, old El Paso on the grocery store shelf down there. They go, what the hell is a hard shell, right? Yeah. But my buddy lives down there, and he, he says, he says, when you come down, can you bring me a couple of packs of those uh, standing taco shells? And I'm like, yeah, sure, man. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Done. All right, Ted, if people want to talk Mexican or any form of grilling, how do they get a hold of you, pal? Uh, you're going to find me in the social media world at Ted Grills. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.